The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gonna Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. You know, we lost a couple of rock and rollers. This yeah, week. this week. This, of course, is the great Johnny Nash. Mm-hmm. Age 80. Okay. Um, now, a lot of people... Oh, good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. I'm Mark Donnelly. got Carrie Waddell. So a lot of people thought Johnny Nash was kind of like a one-hit wonder with this song. Can you name any other songs, Carrie, by no. J- Johnny Nash, right? Uh, no. Um, but, I, you know, I guess actually it was more of a comeback. In other words, he had, he had been trying to, you know, make a living in the music industry for many, many years. Okay. And then later on, he, he, you know, found, you know, he came up with this hit and then he's, you know, in the record book now, right? They're still playing the song today, right? I mean, the song will never lose its um, popularity, I think, ever. So did you, uh, quick carry, you know, your uh, take on the big uh, debate, the VP, you know, plexiglass plexiglass debate. I, I you have two minutes to respond, Carrie, without me interrupting. Okay, I only watched the highlight, or I only read about it. I, You know, these debates aren't going to change my mind, and I feel like it's more of an entertainment. It's like, re- oh, what is it, than it is, I don't know that it's really going to sway that many people's opinion. All right, here we go. But America, you just heard Senator Harris tell you, on day one, Joe Biden's going to raise your taxes. It's really remarkable to think. I mean, right after... <laughs> A time where we're going through a pandemic that lost 22 million jobs at the height. I don't know. There was no clear winner, right? You know, and I think you're right. I don't think it changed anybody's mind. I thought thought Pence did a great job, but I don't think Harris did a terrible job. No, I heard there's like some independent group talked about her eye rolling and her, like some of her were kind of put off, they put off by. But yeah, I don't know that that was a make or break. You know, and Susan Page, uh, you know, the moderator, I, I give her better marks than Chris Wallace, that's for sure. Literally have spared no expense to help the American people and the American workers. But the, the problem with Pence, why he was having a problem with the two-minute warning, is because he he's never given a political answer in two minutes, Gary. Right. I mean, he has this down to a science. I mean, all, all Kamala could do is, is la- you know, smirk and roll her eyes. Because Pence wouldn't give up the stage. He's very calm, though. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's just like a drone. It's I think like, it's a good balance to Trump. <laughs> You think? President Trump put into effect a fight for American jobs and American workers. He's still going. I don't know what he just said, but he's still going. Now, the thing is, I don't know if, um, you know, I think Americans probably liked this debate more than the the presidential debate. Biden says democracy's on the ballot. Make no mistake about it, Susan. There it is. He wouldn't come out and say socialism's on the ballot. He says democracy's on the ballot. Thank you. Okay, now we're gonna. Thank you. Okay, now we're gonna try to get Kamala's response. Thank you, Senator Harris. Here we go. Well, I mean, we saw enough of it in last week's debate, but I think this is supposed to be a debate based on fact and truth. And the truth and the fact is, Joe Biden has been very clear. He will not raise taxes on anybody who makes less than four hundred thousand dollars. Mark that down, Kerry. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Be important if you said the truth. Wow. Joe Biden said twice in the debate last week that he's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. That was tax cuts that gave the average working family 
$2,000 in a tax break every single year. That Senator, is, that is absolutely not true. That is he only cutting, is he only going to repeal part of the Trump tax cuts? See, see that's a good Ooh. point. In other words, you can't have it both ways. Right. If you're saying that you're going to repeal President Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, that takes away all the lower income tax brackets, mm-hmm. not just the, the, the higher ones. If you don't mind letting me finish, we can then have a conversation, okay? Please. Okay. Ooh. I wrote it down twice now. Okay. Four hundred thousand. Keep that. that in mind. Joe Biden will not end fracking. He has been very clear about that. Joe Biden is the one who, so, so, during the the Great Recession, was. Re- so, how did the viewing audience go, Carrie? Um, so we have some stats on that. So more than fifty-seven million people watched the VP debate. Okay. Now, this is just watching it on TV. This right. does not include if you're watching it on your phone or a iPad or you know listening to it on the radio or on you know the web. Uh, but uh, you know that's about 37 million people. Who, uh, you know about 37 million people watched uh, the 2016 VP debate between Pence and Cain. So it it, it it drew more than that. Okay. Um. What else did it say? It did not beat the record, though. So the record for a VP debate was in 2008, when 70 million people, you know, watched Sarah Palin and Joe Biden face off. Okay. Um, And as comparison to the first presidential debate, that, you know, between Biden, the the now infamous, you know, rude debate, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Between Trump and Biden, there were 73 million viewers. Recovery Act that brought America back, and now the Trump Pence administration wants to take credit when they ran when they rode the co- coattails of. Joe I'm not sure what she stumbled on there. She's talking about you know the fact that it was really Obama Biden who's responsible for getting us out of the Great Recession, and that she started to say Trump you know um, Trump Pence are trying to. First she said ride. I don't know what she was saying. Was she saying ride off the rail? I don't know, but then she right caught herself and, and said, you know, uh, yeah, you know, riding on the tailcoats. Um, but, um, yeah. That's her which... success for the economy that they had at the beginning of their term. Of course, now the economy is a complete disaster. Well, that's because on it... one hand did that. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump, who has reigned over... A recession that is being compared to the Great Depression. On the one hand, you have Joe Biden, who was responsible with President Barack Obama for the Affordable Care Act, which brought health care to over 20 million Americans and protected people with pre-existing conditions. And what it also did... But I'm glad they got the plexiglass up here, because I was worried about that. (laughs) Because of hospital bills they could not afford. On the other hand... You have Donald Trump, who's in court right now, trying to get rid of... Thank you, sir. Trying to get See, now Pence is getting itch, itchy to get back in. Which mm-hmm. means that you will lose protections if you have pre-existing conditions. And I just... This is very important, Susan. Yes. And it's important. We need to give, we need to give Vice President... I, I just like... To, he interrupted me. And I'd like Ooh. to just... Ooh, she's getting a little sassy. If you have a pre-existing... She's got her hands waving now, Carrie. Heart disease, <laughs> diabetes, breast cancer, they're coming for you. If you love someone who has a pre-existing not, condition, that's not true, though. You. If you are under the age of 26 on your parents' coverage, they're coming for you. Oh yeah, Senator Pence is just shaking his head. No, that's no, not no. True. Well, I hope we have a chance to talk about health care because Obamacare was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually didn't have much of a chance to talk about health care, Carrie. But I will be talking about health care in the next upcoming weeks. But so, uh, yeah, I don't know the whole thing about the plexiglass. You know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That couldn't even keep the house fly, you know, away from uh, okay. the, the candidates. More or less, the Rona. I don't know what that was all about. Um, you know, the fly of color actually stole the debate. You know, mm-hmm. with all the all the internet after that. It was funny because I heard Dr. Deborah Fuller, who was a specialist in Eric, interviewed on Bloomberg a couple days before the VP debate, and they asked her, you know, about the decision to install plexiglass, you know, for the VP debate. And she said something like, I don't know, she said like, well, masks would be better, but I guess it's better than nothing. 
And I think maybe that's a sentiment that pretty much sums up how many American voters feel about the POTUS candidates in the year of the Rona. I think, you know, the Trump-Biden, I guess we wish there were somebody, but I guess those choices are better than nothing. Get us going. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. Starting at 9, between 9 and 10, we're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information about issues on political issues or financial news um, that may impact you, whether you're working or you're in retirement. Because certainly today there's a lot of things we can't control, but there is plenty that you can. And hopefully we'll make you aware of information and choices so that you get a better result. We're sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team has been around Cleveland more than 35 years. We are a fee-based Ohio-registered fiduciary planning firm that builds financial plans. We're more of traditional financial planner Number crunchers that use math models and do modeling to do projections for people so that they know what they should be doing when it comes to their financial life, um, how to analyze financial choices they're faced with from an objective and biased approach, just from a numbers perspective. So decision making is easy and how to take steps and take advantage of these favorable tax rates because we don't know what tax rates are going to do in the future. I think and a lot of people do that tax rates are going to go up. So let's take advantage of what favorable rates we have today um, so that you're creating future tax efficient income. And are you being proactive or just letting things fall where they may? Um, Typically, the default plan is the government's plan, which isn't in your best interest. And you need to take control because if you're saving money in taxes, that's net spendable dollars. Um, And we help people do that. And um, we offer a free consultation for people to see if you can benefit from the choices or from the type of planning we offer, we have both hourly and retainer options for people who need a little bit of help and a lot of help. And certainly we have people coming in and calling who need help with or looking at IRA distribution planning. Um, because with the CARES Act, hopefully everyone knows by now, we've been saying it almost every week that... Well, you can't say it enough, ma- Carrie, Right. So minimum required distributions are suspended, both your personal IRA or required minimum distributions and inherited minimum required distributions, which in many cases leaves a window of opportunity for people to um, take a do a withdrawal or distribution from those assets. It may be a lower tax bracket and either use it for spending. Maybe you want to build up your cash reserve um, or you have spending that's coming up or put it in a Roth or some combination um, because this doesn't happen very often where you have suspension of minimum required distributions. Only happened one other time before that I'm aware of, Mark, um, a few years ago. In 2008, Great Recession. Um, So it's a huge opportunity, and it's looking at do you want to max out the zero bracket? Can you max out the 10%, 12%? Do you want to max out and do enough to um, the zero capital gains where you're not going through a Medicare threshold? But it's looking at opportunities where they can because certainly there's a lot of bad news and being proactive about your financial life is so important today and take advantage of a free no obligation consultation we're doing either consultations in person which we're happy to do with all those precautions or by phone Um, and people who are busy working we do have evening and early morning hours to accommodate depending on the day so take advantage see what if and how we may be able to benefit you we're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau Super Service Award winners multiple years on Angie's List. You can check out our um, reviews. And we're not investment advisors. Um, what we do, though, look at your assets in terms of risk, growth, and tax efficiency. Are you taking on too much risk? Are you not taking enough risk? Do you know what growth rate you need to be okay and accomplish all your financial goals? But take advantage of a consultation at 440 440- Two three nine twenty ninety. That's four four zero two three nine twenty ninety. Or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. And we can often and in most cases help the things that you worry most about when it comes to your financial life. And there are plenty of worries that people have. I'm the type of person, if I'm worried about something, I'm going to do massive action, at least stack my uh, the odds in my favor. I talked to someone. A Thank, couple, you, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carrie Waddell. Oh, okay. Thank you, Carrie Waddell. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Finish your talk. I was going to say, I talked to someone a couple weeks ago that they wanted to retire and uh, she wanted to retire in two years. But because of the industry has been affected by COVID, they're starting to lay people or let people go. 
So she's saying, I need to probably have a plan. What happens if at the end of the year, I don't have a job and I'm forced to retire sooner than later? So we're building this plan, saying, assuming that she likes what she does. She rather keep working. But if that doesn't happen, does she have to go back to work? Or at or, what, or- at what level, right? Or maybe she doesn't need to find a full-time job. Yeah. Maybe she can work part-time for three years doing something she loves right. or likes doing less something stress. different, less stress. Um, thankfully, she's um, she's over 65, so she's 66. So, medi- you know, health care isn't as big of an issue. But, you know, the things you're worried about when it comes to your financial life or you're concerned that's where we can help and alleviate worry as much as it's about saving money and net benefit and the dollars and the objective analysis. You know, the peace of mind and dealing with the things that you're worried about are just as important when it comes to planning. All right. Thank you, Carrie Waddell. I exceeded two minutes, <laughs> by the way. Um, I didn't think we had timers here. And uh, my name is Mark Donnelly. I was going to say, Mark, if we had two minutes, would I have a buzzer? Or... <laughs> so, um, and this is the Financial Food for Thought, and we are uh, the owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. We do it one plan, one family at a time. And sure, that's and over the 35 years, Carrie, there's been many economic hardship times where we've certainly had to help navigate our clients through an early termination or a buyout. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes that's it's that end too. I mean, it's not always bad news when your company is making you an offer to retire early because maybe they don't know you were thinking about retiring in the next couple of years anyway. Right. As a matter of fact, over the decades, we don't care how many clients that, that were very excited when they you know called us up and said, you know, Mark, this is it. I'm getting the buyout offer. Let's take a look at the numbers. Is it going to work? You know, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's certainly something that you want to get prepared for. You don't, you know, you were, you, you know, I don't know if anyone works 30 years anymore for any corporation, but the point is, you know, if you do have a pension election or a buyout offer, you don't want to spend 30 minutes analyzing it. You know, you got, it takes more time than that. You know, you've got to figure out now, hopefully it, you've got a, you've got a base financial plan already up and running, you know, a written one, not just something mm-hmm. on the back of a napkin where you have an idea of you're not starting from scratch when you get the, you know, pink slip. Um, and, you know, and, and like you're saying, the client right now, Carrie, who's who's being proactive, mm-hmm. saying, you know, what happens if we don't have this Super V recovery? What happens if we, you know, don't get a Rona vaccine? What happens if we do have to shut down the country again? What happens, you know, again, I thought my job was safe, but if my if my company's customers' jobs aren't safe, how safe is my job? You know, it's that mentality and saying, okay, I want to be proactive and I want to know, hey, am, am I, you know, am I going to be in trouble um, you know, and, and sometimes, Carrie, that's even the even the peace of mind that's saying that, OK, maybe you don't have to replace those full wages that you were earning it gives you the, the freedom to say that I don't have to pick up and move. You know, I don't have to travel across country to get an equivalent job. You know, I can I can stay. I you know I've got some time here, and, and I'll just look for local work where I don't have to pick up and move. Right, and that's sometimes a big peace of mind for clients who have found themselves in those positions. And and again, we we got some mm, bad financial news. I don't know. You know the uh, the jobless claims this week came in. You know at eight hundred forty thousand, a bit higher. You know than uh, what the consensus projections were. So that was not a good trend. Well, and then the JOLTS, you know, report came out. That's Carrie. That's the U.S. Department of Labor. You know, and their job openings and labor turnover summary. Right. A lot of a lot of economists wait for that every month. The JOLTS report. That's called. Um, and it's it's a month lag, so it's not like as current as the weekly jobless claims. But it does give us a uh, a good trend of what's happening in in jobs in America, right? And and that came in kind of bad. Um, you know the uh, the uh, U.S. job openings uh, declined in August for the first time in four months led by fewer openings in construction and retail sectors. Well, no, probably no surprise with the retail sector, right. Scary, right? But maybe a little bit surprise in construction. Um, and, you know, you know um, so, you know, you know, it was the first monthly decline, yeah, since April. The, you know, vacancies remain below their level 
7 million February uh, job openings rate fell to 4.4% from 4.6% in July. So, so not great economic news this week. Um, you know, and then, but, but the background of that, you know, is, is what was going on with the stimulus bill, the fifth bill, right? I mean, Ugh. talk about, uh, you know, uh, the fiscal headline roulette, right? I mean, it was, it was going all over the place. Um, remember, and, and, and President Trump started it, you know, right. on t- <laughs> back to work on Tuesday night when he said, I'm calling off the negotiations, mm-hmm. you know, where, where we had heard, you know, that, you know, Pelosi and uh, Mnuchin um, were were hot on them. And, and they were coming up with a deal. You know, they were getting closer. They were narrowing the gap. And, and we heard that, you know, over the weekend, then on Monday. And, then, you know, you saw the market going up. And then Trump tweets out, I'm calling off negotiations. And it's like, what? Um, now, you carry, again, you, you remember I always mentioned the five voices right. that, that I listened to, right? Um, and so, you know, so what did Pelosi, you know, and so... What did Pelosi say about when and when she found out Trump was, you know, she, that, she mean that she says she wants to enact the 25th <laughs> am, uh, Amendment is what I keep seeing the headlines with Pelosi. Oh, Carrie, you have two minutes to respond on the 25th <laughs> Amendment without my interrupting. Oh, she's ridiculous. I'm not even going to comment right. other than that. All right. Um, so one she said, well, the president is, shall we say, in an altered state right now. You don't remember <laughs> the movie Altered States, do you, Carrie? No. Oh, you, yeah. If you ever catch that movie, okay. Altered States, I don't know. I'll have to ask your dad about that one. It was a great movie a long time ago. Okay. Altered States. And, and you know, what I'll say is it's a kind of a sci-fi futuristic mm-hmm. thing. But all right. So anyways, as president, the president is, shall we say, in altered state right now. So I don't know how to answer for his behavior. Okay. Um, well, I, they could have passed something months ago. I think it's true to form. I think that the president has always had erratic behavior. Right now, it's very, very dangerous because <laughs> he knows the damage of the virus, but he's in denial as he was right from the start. Denial, delay, distortion. The triple D's, Carrie. Oh, geez. Wasn't she delayed? I mean, I love the skinny bill. Let's just have very specific bills and pass them one at a time. Right. So a second voice I listen to is McConnell. Mm-hmm. OK, Mitch McConnell. Right. Cocaine Mitch. So what, what because a lot of people are saying, what, 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 what what's he saying? Because, you know, he's controls the Senate. Right. And right. You can't get a bill without the Senate approval. Right. And the Senate's got majority. Right. Sorry. You know, that's the issue. Um, so McConnell said, well, we're we're going to tackle this again. The timing is uncertain based on the proximity to the election. Uh, the discussion from day to day can be confusing for all of us to follow. You think, Mitch, mm-hmm. you think this week was somewhat confusing? Just look at the stock market and the roller coaster. And I think you have your answer. Um, so now, so is McConnell saying what's more important right now is the election more important than getting a stimulus deal done before the election? Um, OK, um, now the the uh, now what about? Minuchin is another one I listened to, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he was silent. You know, he he basically hid in the swamp after right. you know Trump came out and said negotiations are off. Okay, um, so you know, we didn't hear much from him in in public comments, um, but that maybe is telling us a lot. Um, but then, but then a couple days later during the week, all of a sudden President Trump comes out and says, "Well, the deal's back on." Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 so they asked him on Fox Business They're like President Trump, what what is going on there? Because it was kind of a, a stump. He stumped the, the world when he said negotiations are off. Right. I, mean, I call it the Trump stump. You know, and right. he's had a lot of them over the years. Right. right? Um, where we're just stumped in our in our in our tracks saying, what is he doing? How is this helping him? I think, well, maybe there's some. Man, well, or is it the, or, or is it the art of the deal? So so right. now he comes out on, on Fox and says, well, I shut down talks two days ago because they weren't working out. Now they are starting to work out. We are starting to have some very productive talks. You know, and he said he believes Pelosi wants it to happen because it's so good for our country and we really need it. See, I think it's deliberate. Okay. I mean, he is good about that. I mean, he did. I mean. You know, but um, but, you know, the, the, the thing is, OK, so who's the fifth voice? 
that I say is important to listen to. And that, of course, is, you know, uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Mm-hmm. Pretty smart guy, Karen, right? right? Um, you know, he's increasingly called for more government stimulus. You know, most recently, he was speaking before this week for the National Association of Business Economics. And basically, you know, it's like <laughs> too much is better than too little. Is basically, right. you know, so so he's saying too little support would lead to a weak recovery, creating unnecessary hardship for households and businesses. Over time, household insolvencies and business bankruptcies would rise, harming the productive capacity of the economy and holding back wage growth. By contrast, the risks of overdoing it seem, for now, to be smaller. Okay, so I don't know if you can be any clearer than that. All right, um, and you know, and so what? And, and so the the question becomes, Carrie, who, which political party wins if there's not a stimulus package passed before the election? See, this is what I'm confused about. I think the about. American people are the only losers in Obviously. That. And isn't that what politicians are hired to serve? I mean, I think they forgot their role. Um, you know, because I just don't know who. So we all know who loses. Okay, but Not I'm, the politicians. I'm trying to say, but which of the politicians win? Because I think they all think they win. I think Pelosi thinks that she'll win if if she goes into the election saying, see, we were ready to negotiate and Trump wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were ready to pass, you know, two trillion. OK, um, and that would have helped. That would have saved the, the, the state and local governments and it would have saved the schools and it would have saved your jobs and would have given more stimulus checks to everyone. Okay, so I think she's saying she's going to point the finger at Trump if they don't pass it. Of course well, she's going to point Trump, the finger. I think Trump thinks he's going to win if there's no, you know, because he was the one who said the negotiations are off. But if they pass it and something isn't in it, then she's going to point the finger at Trump anyway. So now, I don't Now, What about cocaine Mitch? You know, because it, does he think he can, you know, it's a win if they don't? Because he's the one who's saying, I don't know if we're going to get this done before the election. Meaning, I mean, read between the lines, meaning that he doesn't have 50 votes in the Senate who want to get this thing done before the election. But you would think that, again, you know, you think there are some Republicans want, you know, are worried about their, their midterm or their, you know, the, their their uh, campaigns and, and they vote and to go back to their constituents and say we didn't get it done. You know, when when I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the far, far right. You know the old Tea Party holdouts, Carrie. You know, you know the, the the most conservative. You know they're the you know, but they're they're in the flyover states, Carrie, and and they're probably have been less affected by the Rona than like the big city lower middle class, right? So I I don't maybe it, that's who maybe and and maybe the Republicans think that vote is strong enough to to keep them in power. I think they just need to do what's right instead of worrying about votes. Bottom line, because American people and businesses need help because of the mandatory shutdowns and because decisions are are um, politicians made. So we need to help people out who need it. And regardless of that, there are certainly many things going on. And whether you're worried about running out of money, um, a potential downsize in your company, maybe you want to help your kids out in gifting. I mean, there's certainly people who want to set up gift, still continue gifting or deal with discretionary income. Or maybe you're lucky enough to start think, or thinking about fun things like a uh, winter getaway or a second home or whatever those things are. We can provide that objective unbiased analysis. And we've been helping people more than 35 years in Cleveland and our surrounding areas. You can call the estate planning team for a free consultation. Do a free analysis if you want specific issues, Roth conversion, IRA distribution, you have a pension election, timing of Social Security, um, whatever that may be, whether you're working or already in retirement, you can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And I wanted to mention an issue because we've run into it. Excuse me. Thank I you, Carrie Waddell. Do you want to take a sip of water? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm you, good. Right. Um, the death certificates with COVID in in the area that people are. This is a big I, there problem. Was a, there was a news story um, a client told me and recently where a gentleman's wife died in May and he still doesn't have a death certificate, which is holding up life insurance uh, proceeds. Which are it's kind of important at the uh, time of death. Pension 
She had the higher social security. So, you know, and we have a, um, we know people going through that it's been six weeks, eight weeks, and they still don't have a death certificate. Yeah, this is a big problem. Huge. It, you know, and you don't know, um, you know, how much is dependent when, you know, everybody wants an easy, quick transfer of assets at the time of a passing. And but do you realize how important or how nothing could even get started without a certified death certificate? And because that is the legal uh, world we live in, that has been the standard for any custodian to accept the fact that there has actually been a death to move forward legally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can't get a whole lot done until you have a certified death certificate. And little did we know, one of the Rona, I keep saying the Rona's winning, right. one of the things that was a, was a side hit that we had, no one saw coming was the fact that because of the Rona shutdown that nobody would be able to get death certificates timely. Right, and for some people, you know, those life insurance death benefits, being able to access your spouse's IRA, um, there are a lot of things. Joint accounts are no, um, you know, tr- maybe the trust was in joint ownership. A lot of times a grant or husband and wife have a family trust. Well, you can't uh, without proving that the other joint o- or the joint trustee is gone. You right. have difficulty opening up accounts or accessing. And, I mean, and, and you can't blame your funeral home for not getting the death certificate. It's not up to them. Right. So, Carrie, what is the the problem? Is they've centralized them? That's right? what I've heard. They've centralized it. So in we're Columbus. in Ohio, think, and we're talking about Ohio. Here. I think it's all in Columbus. I'm not sure. And obviously, there's just a recording you can't call. I personally, if it was me, I'd be calling every day and right and being very persistent and hoping they would just not want me to call Exceeding again. Exceeding your two minutes, right? Carrie. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so so it is something. So we have to now plan for that. So we've never, in 35 years, Carrie, we have never had to tell the family or the surviving spouse that it may be how many weeks before you get a death certificate? This guy, uh, the gentleman on the news, which is why he went to, I think, one of those news channels since May. He has issues because of cash flow. He, pay, he rents. He doesn't own his home, but he's having an issue. So I, so the, the, the simple solution is come up with another legal uh, uh, you know, you know, get out of jail free card. In other words, there's got to be another way that you could prove your husband died or right. your wife died other than a certified death certificate. Mm-hmm. If it means that financially it's giving you problems. Yeah, but I don't know how flexible financial institutions well, are going to be. Well, again, because guess what? Not all of them, but guess what? Life insurance companies and other people, they're working from home, too. So. It's it's harder to get anything done lately in this environment. Now, what can you do at home? Because this is obviously something com- completely beyond your control. So you'd say, well, Mark, how do I protect my family or my surviving spouse or my heirs from that debacle? Well, one of the things is, um, again, especially if it's a if, if you're still married, is that um, you, you know you have those you, you have a way that not all your assets are tied up. In one spouse's name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, and there's lots of different ways. We're not going to get into that today. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but you know, the, the the other ideas, too, is, you know, cash reserves. Right. How often on the show do we talk about the benefit of cash reserves? Now, in other words, do you, do you have available cash to help you get through a, 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 something that's beyond your control? Mm-hmm. And that's just another good And because example. we don't know with the market volatility... You know, and not knowing what's going to happen with the election and the impact, you maybe want to beef up that cash reserve more than normal. I know people who have, we talk about the ceiling and the floor and what to do for our clients. Like, how low do you want that to go? A lot of people are raising that um, floor so that they're having even a bigger cash reserve. And that's different for everybody. We've had clients that are okay with 5000 but right. people that are comfortable with 100000 in cash. It just depends on your comfort level and are you prepared for what ifs. Right. And what if we have a double dip recession right now? What if uh, President Trump's Super V recovery doesn't come true? Um, what happens if we have a U shape? Or, or are you in the K shape recovery? 
I mean, Kerry, you know, we talked about some bad economic numbers during the week. You couldn't tell anything's bad from the stock market. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? I mean, have you seen? I mean, don't look now, but the year-to-date returns? Well, the Dow Jones, eh, they're not looking so good. They're basically flat. But who cares? Who looks at the Dow Jones anymore? It's 30 stocks, old school. I, I mean, it, eh. So I don't even care about the Dow Jones. I mean, don't quote me what the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I don't, I don't care what the Dow Jones Industrial Average is. Okay. How about the NASDAQ? NASDAQ is up, what, 25%? You know, as a taping of this show, I mean, I, really? Does anybody mm-hmm. realize that? No. Um, in the year of a, of, a, of, a, of stock market crash and the Rona and all this bad negative talk and the, the, the division of the country and the Nasdaq's up over 25% year to date? Hmm. Okay. Um, you, you know, but again, you could say, well, that's Mark, that's only a few companies that did, you know, really well. Okay, so let's let's go back to the S and P five hundred. That's up what over six percent year to date, maybe seven. I don't. I mean, you know, is that that bad in the in the year of a of a recession? You know, six seven percent. You know, rate of return on from the. I I don't know. Now it's been volatile, so that's that's you know, and people tend to remember the downs more than the ups. Mm-hmm. That's just human nature, right? Um, it's the down days that that keep you up at night, not the up days. Right. And, and we've had a lot of down days, um, but, but we've had a lot of volatility. I mean, if, if one way I measure volatility is looking at how many days that the market S&P 500, for example, uh, moved more than two percentage points in any one direction. And so far the year, I think there's been about 42. That's 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 volatile. Right. I think actually 17 of those have been parabolic. That's what the, there's a four percent move in any one day. OK. Um, you know, so, yeah. So and, and it, markets tend to get real volatile in, in recessions. Um, right. Um, but what are some other um, what are other some economic barometers that may we may want to be looking at before the election? Um, Prime Day is coming up, Carrie. Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Okay. Remember, remember Prime Day, which is normally, I think, in July sometime, right? The anniversary date of when Amazon was created. Yeah, I think I did Amazon hear something was, about was that. Created. I don't have an Amazon but, account. Yeah, but they, really? No. Uh, All right, I your have, kids don't either, right, Carrie? Uh, you know what? I think my dad does. So if they order something, they call grandpa. I better double check that, Carrie. Um, but, <laughs> you know, so Prime Day, of course, was postponed because of the Rona. All right. So this is, I, I look at this as a little economic barometer. Um, and say, okay, how good are the prime sales going to be this Tuesday and Wednesday? Probably good because they're uh, online. You know, no stores that people have to worry about going to. Um, so, and, and you know, and now, yeah, and, and they, do you see the mall projections? Right. So the International Council of Shopping Centers, Carrie, they came out with a survey. It's one of your favorite readings, right? The, mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> okay, you know, so they asked their, the survey was, you know, how many of you plan on going to a mall for Christmas shopping? Okay, um, and it came in at forty five percent. Okay, now Carrie, I don't know if it's ever been below fifty percent. Where fifty yeah. percent of Americans saying I'm not going to a mall this for Christmas shopping this year. Can you imagine if you said that? You know, in the, uh, years ago when we right. had the first uh, Black That's Fridays, where I just walk aimlessly and looking for ideas. I mean, what was the percentage going? You know, it, f- ten years ago, 90? who said that they were going to go to a mall for 90, Christmas shopping? Maybe eighty, ninety. It had to be at least ninety. Okay, um, what was it last year? About sixty four percent. Okay, um, but you know, again, and, and of course, if you, if you are planning, how many stores are going to be closed? Yeah, or or in bankruptcy? You know, I mean, yeah, I'm uh, planning. I usually go the week of Christmas. There you go, Carrie. So, um, so you know, it's also you know, Carrie, you know, it's walking in, it's beginning to smell like Halloween out there today, right? Um, you know, the, the 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 fall is is in the air, right? So, how about um, how about the Halloween candy barometer. Okay. Okay. Um, so a lot of people look at Halloween spending as an economic indicator. You know, um, it's running about $8 billion a year, by the way, that Americans spend on Halloween. Jeez. Um, yeah. Can you imagine that? Now, yeah, that's a lot of money, isn't it? That is a lot of money. Um, yeah, $8 billion but um so a lot of people were saying well how was it going to be this year especially in light of course that we, we don't know if trick-or-treats on or off right well i think it's on they're letting well, each community decide because i know my old young my right. youngest but i'm saying going. carrie like across the nation <laughs> right 
I think we I think around here it's mostly on. Right. right. But I think but it just I think depends. some suburbs have said it's off. Right. You or know. they're having different events instead. Okay. Um so you would think that the candy sales would be down, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe um, not though. Everybody's stuck at home and wants to right. sell so candy. Th- for the four weeks ending September six, um, versus, you know, this year over last year, sales were up thirteen percent. <laughs> Okay, with chocolate up twenty five point three percent. So that proves what we all knew from right from the start, right? We don't we buy candy for ourselves. I was gonna say candy and liquor and yeah, so sales are up. Yeah, so a lot of the candy sales for Halloween isn't really for the trick or treaters; (laughs) it's for personal consumption, right, right, Carrie? And didn't we all know that from the start? Um, Right. Um, and don't look now, Carrie, but uh, earnings season's right around the corner. Okay. All right. Um, and so we'll see. We're going to start, you know, we'll be playing the earnings game again soon, Okay. Carrie, right? um, and we'll see, you know, the idea of how did the big bad corporations, you know, do in the third quarter. All right. Regardless of that, you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation if you're working or you're in retirement and want help with financial issues and see how we're different um, through the type of planning that we offer. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit our website. And our website has a link to our podcast if you've missed any of our shows at financialfoodforthought.com. Also, did you see, I heard this and I looked it up because I thought I had heard it, that um, the pandemic fallout, there's no peeps for Halloween or Christmas. Halloween, I usually don't get peeps, but definitely I I heard that on the radio this week. Really? um, Because of the factory shutdown and there's no peeps for Christmas, which Santa brings those for my kids stockings um but regardless there's you know there's a lot going on and there's a lot you can do and i'm going to talk about the ira distribution planning but um we're still look i know it's early but there are some people especially clients that are in the zero bracket um we have a client that i just talked to this week um she can take out five thousand from her tax qualified assets and not pay a dime in taxes we have other people already because we pretty much know other things that are hitting her tax return and that still gives her wiggle room. Other people are looking at, you know, some people because of the suspension of minimum required distributions, maybe they have an annuity or something else that they want to create a distribution from and max out the 10%, the 12%. I mean, this year is bad as sometimes the news is and we all want 2020 to be over. This is a huge opportunity that you could be missing out on. So you want to take advantage of the opportunities where you can. That's what we do. We try to, you know, you may say, oh, things are fine. They're better. I'm just going to let things fall where they may. But we don't know what the future holds. And part of planning is, you know, plan for the worst, hope for the best. And if you can, um, you know, take advantage of these things, it may make a difference. It may not make a difference today. It may make a difference next year and in future years and in hindsight you wish you could have. So we try to make things as best as possible based on our clients' information and their long-term financial goals. All right. So you're listening to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. And yeah, I, you know, if, if you listen, to, you can go back and listen to the podcast. You know, so we last week we talked about, you know, the opportunity, mm-hmm. as you're saying, you know, some of the opportunities in the year of the Rona without the required minimum distributions and, and possibly Roth conversions. Also, um, over the last month or so, we've been talking about just simple things like estimated tax planning and how to make your life easier when, as you make that, you know, transition from working years into retirement years. And so you're not pulling your hair out. So I want to talk a little bit of of a a case study in that regard, um, that one particular client comes to mind. But before that, just what's coming up, um, you know, we mentioned we're, we're getting into the uh, season, right, the Halloween season, which also means, Carrie, that we, we could be getting into the Medicare open enrollment period, right. right, which is, you know, this year, October 15th through um, December 7th. Um, and we all, and over the 35 years that we've been helping Cleveland families, we certainly have, you know, seen that a lot of people who are 
you know, have fuzzy ideas about what Medicare is all about. Right, mm-hmm. Carrie? And, you know, they've read some things or they have an idea, but they're, they don't really seriously start looking at it until, you know, they know, well, at 65, I know right. everything happens and it's just like that. Mm-hmm. Magic, like the magic wand just waves over it and I'm all of a sudden on Medicare and it's free. Mm, no, not it doesn't exactly work. I hate to break the bad news to you. Some of it's free um, right. for now, for now. Um, but it's not all free, and it doesn't automatically happen. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and you've got to be proactive, you know, and and you've got to learn the enough rules to navigate it. And now, if you're now, there are it's been with especially with the baby boomers, you know, with so many baby boomers advancing, you know, to age 65. Remember, we got that great statistic a number of years mm-hmm. ago in Pew Research. You know, there's going to be 10,000 baby boomers a day, Every day. turning 65, right? Um, and the idea is that, you know, now not that they're all retiring <laughs> at right. age 65, but a lot of them were going on Medicare at 65. Um, so, you know, it, th- there's been this push. So actually, there's been so much you know, you know, uh, under, in, you know, educated people in this area that it's a cottage industry now. I mean, there's now small companies that will help navigate and, and help you make your initial Medicare election options. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how important it is. And that's how and people. And so they're out there. Um, you know, if you're looking for that, you can find, you know, companies and that what they'll do is they'll they'll look at your specific circumstances. You know, they're not going to they're not going to look at your neighbor's. Because that's irrelevant. You know, they're, they're going to look at yours. Okay. Um, now, um, so so over the next few weeks, Carrie, um, I don't have time this week, but maybe starting next week, I'm going to do I'm going to do what we usually do this time of year. We call it the ABCs of Medicare. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's where you know we're going to you know every week we'll be spending a little bit of time on some of the Medicare issues that cl- new clients coming to us always ask us. Mm-hmm. Okay, and why the ABCs? Well, first of all, that's obviously the Medicare A, the Medicare B, and the Medicare C. You know, um, and and some of you may know Medicare C more as the marketing term today, Medicare Advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and and we'll be talking about the rules, but we'll also um, also what we'll be doing is how we build a you know a custom health insurance budget for your retirement plan model right care how we do it for our clients mm-hmm. because we, we you know we realized a long time ago that that a lot of people you know weren't doing that <laughs> that you know it's not free um and it, we also in 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 the election year um we'll be highlighting how each candidate you know is, is talking about what they plan for uh, you know uh, this country's healthcare future, right? Uh, that's important, you know, because your vote counts, right? Um, and we'll also be talking about some of the um, unique situations that maybe your neighbor doesn't have, but maybe you do. And that's the idea. Well, Mark, if do I have to go on Medicare if I'm still working, or if my spouse is still working? Or mm-hmm. both, or neither, you know, and and, and those types of things. Um, so if you know, then, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Tell your friends, and if you've got, if you yourself obviously is thinking about Medicare, you want to, you know, be on that. If you've got a elder parent, or or not elder, but an, a parent who's turning sixty five, and you don't know if they know. If you've got a child, if you are an elder person, you've got a child who's coming up to sixty five, and they and you can ask them, hey, do you know about Medicare? You know, everyone is welcome to listen, and of course, all those shows will be podcast as well. All right. Um, so you know, just the idea of the tax planning. You know, so it, it brings to mind, Carrie, um, a, a couple, and they were an elderly couple. And when they first came in to see us, we started working with them. And then while we were doing that, we were coming up across one of the estimated tax dates, right? Mm-hmm. And and the idea was, we said, okay, we realized that he was really struggling with trying to calculate, you know, how much he needed to make for the quarterly estimate. He was making quarterly estimated payments. Okay. And though it was driving her crazy, right? Because she saw how much he was struggling every year with this. Well, it was just 
just an added to do because things get sometimes harder when you get older and you don't do things as quickly and it's just another frustration. Right. And, you know, and we and we realized we said, well, let's just take a breather here because let's make your life easier in retirement. And so I started having a discussion about, you know, did they understand the, you know, the safe harbor rules, the previous year safe harbor and the current year safe harbor? And they had no, they had no concept of that. Now he mm-hmm. was doing his own tax return, by the way. He was using one of the robots. Uh, I don't, I remember, which, I can't remember. Maybe it was TurboTax. I think it was TurboTax. Okay. Um, so he didn't have a CPA helping him, um, and you know he had a situation where he had IRAs. He was doing his required minimum distribution, and he also had a lot of non-qualified investments, and that was causing the problem with his taxes because he never knew exactly where his capital gains were going to come out every year. Right. right. If you have a lot of taxable investments, that's part of the problem, right? Um, so, and, and so he, he, but he didn't really know, you know, he knew that, you know, he always wanted to pay enough in and he had an idea on the current year safe Harbor where he knows it didn't have to be a hundred percent, but he knew it had to be, you know, 90, but I said, well, why don't you just use your previous year safe Harbor? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, you know, if you don't want to be struggling with the current year safe harbor, you can always just go back and pay 100% of your previous year's tax. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And, you know, and and, and in fact, you know, when we were talking about that, um, we said, you know, because the general rule that we tell, and you go back and listen to our podcast, we just went over a lot of these, you know, the last, you know, three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think that this year's tax will be as much or more than the previous year, you might just want to follow the previous year safe harbor. Right. And and now if you're if you know for sure that this year's tax is gonna be a lot less, then maybe you want to go to the work to calculate a current year safe harbor. Okay. So you're not winding up with a big refund. All right. Um, now, and, and I also said, but by the way, you're doing your required minimum distribution, and I see you're only withholding 15% federal and 0% state. And I said, well, why? And he said, well, that's all what I've always done. How many times have we heard that, Carrie? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, do you, so like, how long? And he said, well, I've been doing RMDs for, you know, 10 years. Right. And it's like, well, you, you know, do you understand that you can change that? He's mm-hmm. like, really? Why did, you know, my investment guy never told me I could change the withholding. And I said, well, do you also realize that, you know, do you know if they will do Ohio withholding? Because I see you're not doing any Ohio withholding. You're trying to do the Ohio quarterly estimates. Right. And he goes, well, well they don't do Ohio withholding, do they? I said, well, I, 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 don't, I, don't, know. I don't know, but I know what well, you want to ask your custodian. Ask them, you know, if they support Ohio withholding. And so he did. They do. And and so we, we got them changing their thinking completely. So now, instead of struggling with making those silly coupons out, finding a stamp, getting it done, trying to figure out exactly where it was, now they just know, know they, they, they just do the previous year safe harbor. They do it with withholding on required minimum distributions. One transaction. It made their life so much better. And that's what we do at the estate planning team, constantly looking at how to make things easier, more efficient, save people money. Call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. um, Go Browns. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.